Hello and welcome to Sustainably Geeky episode three. Today we are going to talk about how you are living green without even knowing it. I just had a brain fart. Um, so we're going to talk about ways that maybe you're already doing things or you um, start doing things that don't take a lot of effort to live greener. Um, I'm joined today by Stefan and Jen. Everybody wants Hello. to say hi. How's it going? So this is our third episode, and uh, we're really excited. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you have any uh, questions or ideas, be sure to um, message us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or via our website. Um, you can email us and give us some topic ideas. Um, so like I said, we're going to start with uh, just ways that you're living green and you may not realize it. And uh, I have a few that I can throw out there. Does anybody have anything they want to get out first? Golf cart. Golf cart? Yeah. We live in Salado, and uh, there's a big old golf cart right, right in the middle of town. And a lot of people around here drive them just for errands around town. And so um, that way you don't have to hop into a gas-guzzling car. You can just use your sweet electrified golf cart to pop down to the grocery store and get your food. and. Go to the library, get your, uh, you know, books and videos and whatever. So, what's the range on one of those things? You know, it's a good question. Um, mine is from 1995, and so <laughs> it's on the older end of the spectrum. I think it can probably go. I don't know. I would guess at least um, probably a good five to ten miles. I would think on one charge, but. Like I said, mine's pretty old and pretty small, so depends on which one you get. So you're not hopping on 35 to go to Belton or anything on that? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's pretty cool if you're in a small enough town that you can uh, you can do that because it's a lot more convenient too. I feel like. Yeah, and maybe on a more accessible note, if someone doesn't live in a golf cart friendly community, um, bicycle. I used to bike around a lot just to do errands and stuff and just pop a, um, you know, a bag on your bike or, or a milk carton or something to uh, go shopping for groceries or whatever. And again, that way you're just not using your car to, to get everywhere, especially for short trips. Yeah, definitely. Are we allowed yeah, to do, uh, are we allowed to do product plugs? Sure. <laughs> I honestly have no idea where, we buy this, but I have had it for eight years, and it was from a kid that knocked on my door selling it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it what says advantagedp.com. Let me see if you can see it. Can you see the website? Uh, It's a little blurry oh. for me. Anyways. HDP. So what does it do? Is it a cleaner? Yeah. So... Literally cleans everything. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's concentrated. And again, I've had it for 20 years and it's, I still have like a third of a bottle left. But it use it, you can use it for like cleaning the carpet for stains. You can use it in your laundry. Um, I use it on like the countertops, the floors, the mirrors, anything that has like grease on it. I mean, 
I don't know. It has like all this, all the different uses and stuff on here too. But basically it just says it's like 20 times concentrated than anything you would buy at the store. It's also uh, biodegradable, non-toxic. It has no phosphates, safe for children and animals and meets PETA standards. So yeah, I'm not, I have no affiliation with this company whatsoever. (laughs) Um, But I was just, trying to come up with something to talk about today because I also had mentioned in previous um, episodes in the podcast that I use essential oils also for cleaning and stuff and so you can make your own but if you're not into that this is a really good product so yeah it's amazing (laughs) I know like the kid that sold it at the front door he like put it on a rag and he cleaned the like stains and rust and stuff on my doorknob on my front door and he was like and it's safe and you can drink it and he like put some on his tongue like I was just like what he totally like it totally worked on you it totally did (laughs) so yeah but yeah it's made in the USA so anyways that's what I got it's called advantage what's the name again so the website is advan age it's like a D V A N A G E D P dot com. Okay. Cool. And the phone number to call is seven zero eight three three one eight three nine zero. I want Our royalties. Sponsorship <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> residual income from you. Right. <laughs> I think that awesome. same kid came to my house about. 14 years ago. Oh, and you turned him away? Well, he cleaned my stairs, and you're right. It was unbelievable, actually. And so I bought a bottle right there in the spot, partially because I did feel a bit sorry for him, but it actually did work. So. Yeah. But you don't still like- have a third of your bottle left. <laughs> I, I still have a lot. Maybe that's because I don't clean very much. <laughs> but when I do clean, it, it does the jab. Nice. I um don't currently use it as very often, but because um, I'm still trying to use up old stuff. But I've heard vinegar, like this white vinegar, mm-hmm. is a really good cleaner for a lot of things. So when I do start using up what I have already, I'm going to try that. That's one way a lot of people live greener, too, is by making their own with vinegar and essential oils and things like that. Yeah, it does yeah. really great. You can add a uh, lemon. I think it's lemon juice, baking soda, and vinegar. There's all kinds of recipes everywhere for all that kind of stuff too. But I just hate the smell of vinegar. I know it's so good and it does so much. I just hate the way it smells. The reason I liked this was because you know you think about all the plastic you buy all your cleaning products in for eight years or whatever, and you know I've had this one little bottle for this whole time, so. Yeah. Anyways, you just dilute it. It gives you the recipe for all the different dilutions with water. So then I have like a little spray bottle that I use, reuse all the time. Anyways, okay. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I I do that with simple green. Same idea. You like buy it concentrated and then just dilute it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's tons of products like that out there. Obviously, you don't have to use this one. (laughs) But it's good to know that. A lot of people see the price on some of those and think, oh, I'm paying more up front. But 
they don't realize it's concentrated, so you're actually getting more because you're adding water. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, I kind of already mentioned one, but the one I was going to bring up is just shopping, um, bringing your own bags, and not just um, regular bags, but, like, for your stuff, but you can also bring veggie bags, coolers for your cold stuff. Um, I've even started bringing like a container for my meat at the deli counter. And I, you can probably do that for cheese too, if you, you want to get it from the deli. Um, and I've just started using them because I don't want to buy it in a plastic you know, container or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's my thing. And, and it also, you know, to me, they're easier to carry. Like I'm that person that I will try to carry all the bags in at once. So I would have them all like on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> they were the regular plastic bag. Um, so having the straps and the bigger bags just makes it easier for me, even if I wasn't trying to be green. <laughs> um, Stefan, do you have another one? Um, let's see. Everyday ways that we can be green without even realizing it. For some reason, transportation is on my mind a lot right now. So I mentioned golf cart, bicycle, um, Walking is another obvious one that maybe I should mention, even though it's, uh, you know, just about as basic as it gets. And, uh, I recently, yeah, <laughs> rollerblading. There you go. Recumbent bicycle. Um, I recently started carpooling actually with a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. He works, yeah, in a building right next to mine. And I live in South, or sorry, work in South Austin. So it's about an hour commute. So, both of us have essentially cut our gas use in our gas bill in half by carpooling. So if, you know, any of our listeners know somebody that they work with who lives like relatively close to them that they can carpool with, man, that's an awesome way to just save money, save the environment and get to know somebody too. Yeah. A lot of times people, do something because it saves them money, but it also ends up being good for the environment. Um, so that's kind of what we're trying to point out is, hey, you're you're benefiting twice, you know, the world's kind of benefiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, um, so really it just comes down to like not buying all the conveniences that we have become accustomed to sometimes. So like if you're having a party at your house, I see shopping carts full all the time of like paper plates or styrofoam plates and cups or plastic cups, all the plastic cutlery. And you really don't need to, you know, do all that. It's just a convenience so you don't have to wash dishes, but you save a ton of money by not buying those products. Um, and then you have to end up throwing them away like after a single use. So. I would just encourage everyone to try to avoid that. And if you're at like a picnic or an event and you're not at home and you need those kinds of things, try to have food that's just kind of like finger food. So you don't necessarily have to have plates and all that kind of stuff. Like we have picnics down on the lake all the time and everyone's just like, just eat it with your hands. Like you don't need a plate and all that kind of stuff. You know, just have hot dogs and hamburgers or something simple. Um, or, you know, lettuce wraps. <laughs> um, so yeah. 
And I guess using paper, if you have to use something, use paper versus styrofoam or plastic plates and cups and all that. Yes, yeah. definitely. Break down or compost. They make um, paper plates now that kind of look like cardboard almost, but they're compostable, supposedly. Yeah, we uh, we have a lot of compostable plates and cups and cutlery at our office, and it all gets composted at our compost facility. Um, when we have events and stuff, we'll collect all that with the food waste. Have you seen the edible ones that have come out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> made of like bran and I don't know, some sort of weird. Yep. Operation. I did see that. No, how I feel about that. I mean, I like it. It's great. And it's also obviously a developing country is a great thing, but I wonder how it would taste. <laughs> how it would hold up. <laughs> yeah. I've seen um, people use like banana leaves. Oh. It's just pretty cool. Interesting. Cool. I like that one. Um, so a friend on Facebook said uh, they make scrap stock for, like, soup. So they'll save the bones from meat, uh, veggie, like, peels and odds and ends, put it in the freezer, and then when they get it, you know, a lot, they'll put it in the crock pot with water and then season it. Um, and make broth, and then you can even freeze them in ice cream trays, which I thought was cool um, to make your own. And then you're also saving all the odds and ends that you would otherwise throw out, um, and give it a little more life. So that's a cool way, and, and it's also a way to kind of spread your dollar a little more. Um, any other food, like, things that you guys do or can think of that people do that maybe you don't realize, hey, I'm trying to... My... Lovely wife who would not consider herself um, sustainably geeky. Uh, <laughs> We're working she, on her. <laughs> that's right. However, um, she, uh, whenever she packs a lunch um, for herself or for me, rather than using uh, Ziploc bags or like sandwich bags, she she just uses uh, Tupperware. Yes. Like There's also these cool beeswax uh, wraps now. Have you guys, do you have them or have you seen them? Yeah, I saw them. They're pretty cool. I was like, I need one of those. Yeah. I got one in my camping box and then my friend actually made some for, and gave me some for Christmas. Apparently you just take uh, old t-shirts or whatever, you know, fabric you want to use and you dip it in like boiling water with honey beeswax and there's a recipe, but it's supposedly really easy to do, and it works. <laughs> I think uh, we were on the receiving end of some Jennifer Hetzel created beeswax uh, yeah. products recently. That was Lena, but yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, same person. Yeah, she made her own. Nice. I think the um, buying like plastic cellophane wrap and that kind of stuff is really bad. So um, I've seen these new lids that are made out of, like, recyclable plastic. And you can put that over the top of containers instead. And they're, like, washable in the dishwasher. Yeah. Cellophane and foil and all that stuff is, is one of those convenience things you were talking about that's just 
you know, quick and easy, but you can't really, if it gets food on it, it's kind of contaminated. You can't recycle it or people think to recycle it. Yeah. yeah. Can we, can we just, uh, since you mentioned, um, paper products that have been contaminated by food, can we just make a note real quick about pizza boxes? I just want to inform people. Things may have changed, but last I heard, pizza boxes were actually not recyclable if they've been used because the oil and grease from the pizza is soaked into the cardboard, which uh, makes it non-recyclable. Do you guys happen to know if that's actually true? I think it depends on where you live and what recycle okay. center the material goes to. Because I know on Fort Hood, we tell them that the pizza boxes are recyclable as long as there's not a ton of like cheese or grease. You know, as long as it's not like super, super greasy. Gotcha. I watched okay. a video today that said you can recycle the part that doesn't have grease, but to throw out the rest. But again, I think like she said, it goes back to where you live. And the girl that does the compost pickup in our area, um, the green plant, she will actually compost your um, pizza boxes. So you compost yeah. and you break down. Beautiful. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. <laughs> it's still your waste. Awesome. Um, what else did you guys have? Any other uh, things that people do or that you do? She never really realized. So when I go to sorry, when I go to Whole Foods or HEB or whatever, I bring these mason jars with me so that I can fill um, in the bulk section. You know where you can get all the like nuts and seeds and stuff. Um, I do this instead of the plastic bags that they have there. So this is an option. Can you explain the system to tear your weight because? For those that don't know, like you're, you don't want to get charged for the weight of the mason jar, right? But they have a, yeah. So you just weigh the mason jar empty, and then you weigh it full, and then they'll do the difference when they check you out. So you tell them like this was the weight, or you write it on there or something. Uh, so they have like a little printout sticker thing, and then um, they know me at this point, <laughs> but yeah, um. You know, I just show them that this is the tearaway, and then they they reduce they subtract that um, cost out from the final charge. Awesome. I think that can be intimidating to some people who aren't used to having to take that extra step and just see the bag and throw it in there because you're like, that doesn't weigh anything. But um, I just found out a couple months ago that the Coppers Cove HEB has a bulk section, and I didn't know that for years. So. I was excited for that, but that's like the only place I think in this area that has fill your own bulk, right? Without going to Austin. Um, no, there's a bunch of HEBs like all around Colleen and Belton, Temple. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure where you guys like shop at. That has bulk or? I haven't seen it in the Colleen ones. Um, but. yeah, maybe it's the Belton they have it. Trying to remember. I feel like I have seen it. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah. Well, but, you know, to your point, Jennifer, about maybe um, it's a little bit intimidating for people or it's just a strange habit to start up. Maybe what a person can try, and 
I'm speaking myself because honestly, we don't do this and I don't do this, but um, if that's something a person is interested in trying, and Jen, maybe you can um, chime in on this too. I'm just kind of talking off the top of my head, but maybe a person can look at what they normally buy, let's say um, nuts, you know, for example, and rather than getting those um, single use flimsy plastic containers, just do what you did, which is basically get like a big mason jar and start buying the nuts in bulk using the mason jar. Um, but my point is to just do one, you know, start out by just doing one item. And then maybe if that works out well after four or five times, um, expand it to a second item and so on. Yeah. I mean, I generally only do like four or five items at a time just because it's a little heavy to carry a bunch of mason jars into the grocery store. But um, yeah, just start with one or two things. Like I get pecans or macadamia nuts, pumpkin seeds, cashews. What else do I have? Peanuts. <laughs> so they're actually just sitting on my um, living room table right now. Can you see it? <laughs> I just have it as like little appetizers sitting on my dining room table. So. Awesome. I have guests come over. They can snack. Yeah. And they stay just as fresh as a Ziploc. Or... I feel like they stay even more fresh because plastic still breathes. Um, and you're getting the plastic on your food. It, it still um, can emit the compounds in the plastic onto whatever is touching it. Right? So I don't know if you guys have heard, like, when plastic gets a little bit hot, um, or over time it starts to break down a little bit and those particles can get into your liquid or your food so like I see people microwaving stuff all the time with plastic and I'm just like oh what are you doing <laughs> like, metal and set yeah but on that note you know if if any of our listeners are maybe a little bit wary about carrying around um, glass containers for fear of dropping them and, and whatever. Um, would you say that bringing a durable plastic container um, would, would do the trick as well if they felt more comfortable doing that? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a step in the right direction than using those, you know, flimsy plastic bags that they provide. Um, EPA free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but even those over time will start to kind of break down and stuff. Um, but it's better than the bags for sure. I think everyone knows about this island of plastic in the middle of the ocean. And like I have seen it firsthand, like we just get a big gust of wind sometimes, whether it's the landfill or the recycle center. And you will see those plastic bags go like 500 feet plus into the air. I mean, and they disappear and they end up in the ocean. Like they're just to get carried by the currents and so yeah we just have to get away from plastic as much as possible especially like film plastics mm -hmm. and then the plastic in the ocean breaks down and the fish eat it and then we eat the fish mm -hmm. yep it's all just a cycle <laughs> yeah and i'm sure they make metal containers like lightweight metal containers that you could use as well stainless steel or i don't know if aluminum would be the best option, but something that might that yeah. like your glass, you know, more durable. Yeah. Um, 
Awesome. And, and related to that, you know, I was thinking about, uh, I mentioned earlier about packing um, sandwiches and chips and things like that in Tupperware instead of in Ziploc bags. Another thing that I've started doing recently, and I'm probably very late to the game on this, so I apologize, but is uh, just having uh, permanent uh, like cutlery and, and a plate and bowl at my workplace so that um you know if i ever need to heat something up or eat something with a fork and knife that way i'm not using the um disposable cutlery and, and plates and things like that yeah that's perfect have a mess kit at your desk at all times <laughs> i haven't yet graduated to uh bringing them like with me in the car and stuff like that to restaurants, but maybe that's on the horizon. That's, that's Jennifer Hetzel level commitment. <laughs> I, I am bad though, because some of my containers are plastic and they're in the car. So they're in the heat need to switch them out. But glass is heavy. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> What was I going to say next? So my sister actually mentioned this. And this is something that I've started doing because of her, even though it annoys the crap out of me. But she doesn't, when she washes her hand in public bathrooms, she doesn't use the hand dryer or paper towels. She just lets them air dry or, you know, dries them on her shirt or whatever. But um, to reduce waste. And also hand dryers are pretty gross. Like, We've done studies where it shows that the germs just get like spread all around it. Um, and it uses energy, I guess. So I'm trying to do a little better at that, even though I hate walking out with wet hands. <laughs> it's a little thing, but I mean, if we all stopped using paper towels, it would make a big impact. Or at least reduce it. But that's a really good point because I've actually wondered about that myself. I haven't done any research on it. What actually is the best? method for drying hands in a public restroom that balances environmental concerns with sanit sanitation and hygiene. Just don't um, walk. <laughs> then you're saving water. I'm, I'm yeah, obviously just air dry it. <laughs> I mean, we've survived for however many thousands of years. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> it kills me that everyone like has um, hand sanitizer like all the time. Like they just have it in their purse or something. I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like germs aren't gonna kill you like that. Like I don't know. We're creating, creating super, super bugs. And we're creating super <laughs> bugs with all this antibacterial soap and whatnot because the bugs are becoming like more resistant to all these types of products, and so we're actually creating more of a problem. But anyway, that's a side note. <laughs> So yeah, just just air dry. Just kind of do a little pat pat. <laughs> You're good. If you really wanted to be extra, you could like carry a towel with you, but that's a little more than I'm willing to do even. So I just I mean, Ooh, how about a shimmy? A sham <laughs> Well, I told my sister now that I have a perm, I just like scrunch my hair while it's wet, my hands are wet. And it helps yeah. to, you know, put the curl back in it, but um, okay, so another thing, while we're on the subject of bathrooms, this might be gross to a lot of people, but 
you've heard the phrase, if it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> so don't flush every time you go. If you're at home, obviously that's easier to do than if you're at work or something, your coworkers wouldn't appreciate that. But, um, every flush, you know, creates, uses some ungodly amount of water, like one or two gallons. And, um, I think we talked on a show, previous show about how you can put like a bottle of rocks in there or something to help reduce the amount of water, but it is, you know, something not, that's not for everyone, but that's something some people do. Speaking of water conservation. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a great, that's a great tip. And I will say, I actually tried that. Um, when was it two days ago or yesterday? I can't remember. Um, and I didn't go about it the right way. I should have first. Told uh, your wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that too, but I should have first seen if the bottle fit into the toilet tank. Oh, I thought so, you meant Oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so I went through all this process of putting rocks in the bottle and filling it with water and everything, and I go to put it in the tank. I'm so excited, and come to find out it doesn't fit in the tank. So, But um, I suppose the solution is just to find a smaller container. Do it when it's flushing the water down so you have, you know, like less water to displace, I guess. Um. Yeah, I never really realized the importance of water usage until I was on a septic system. Mm. So uh, I've become even more, like, sustainable when it comes to water usage because... Um, your water tanks only hold so much water and they will like this alarm goes off if you use too much in one day. So uh, when we have like a lot of people over, I'm like, do not flush the toilet unless you have to. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like, we're not going to be like washing a bunch of dishes or doing laundry that day for sure. Like, you, Yeah. So anyways, uh, it definitely makes you more self-aware of how much water you use and taking short showers and all of that. I love that when I go to a restaurant or a public bathroom and they have the, uh, you know, the half flush toilets. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you don't see that a lot over here, but when I went to Australia, they were at like every bathroom, you know, where you push one way to do half the water for just peeing and the other way if you need more. <laughs> um, yeah, you wonder if there are like government subsidies or if that's just a cultural thing that everyone just does it. Yeah. Yeah. We take it for granted it's cultural, you know, there's plenty of water, we'll never <laughs> But I have good news, I have an update. So I told everybody about those water aerators that you can install in your faucet. So I installed them roughly a month ago and we just got our most recent water bill and it's down thirteen dollars. Wow. And obviously it's not just the money that's the issue, but that drop in money also represents a drop in use. So it's hundred and twenty yeah. bucks a a year you're saving. Yep. So when and they when. cost what, like five bucks maybe each? Mm-hmm. Yep. I went and looked the links you sent for them and I think and then I looked at my faucets, I think I already have them. Because <laughs> they had the little screen underneath, you know, I felt it. I was like, oh I've had it all this time I didn't know. So. There you go. Yeah. 
So you don't have an aerator if you don't have a screen. Is that what people need to know? I'm thinking because he, well, you explained it. It's like a little thing that you pop on and then you feel it's like a screen at the bottom, right? Yeah. And really the best way you can know whether or not you have one is by looking at the stream water that comes out the faucet. Um, and there are different varieties, uh, that, that conserve greater or lesser amounts of water. But the ones that I would recommend and the ones that we installed in our house, um, only use 0.5 gallons per minute. And so they put out sort of a, I think they call it like a needles or something like that, but it's a stream that is really just like a ring of water around the edge of the faucet. And it resembles um, what you might see like in a airport restroom or like a the restroom of a public building. So um, those would be the, the best ones that I would recommend. Okay. Uh, I have another water thing since we're on this topic. Not leaving the water running. Brush your teeth and wash your dishes. I don't understand this. I don't know why people do it for no purpose. As a little kid, you're told, like, turn the water off, but apparently some people didn't get that memo. <laughs> but, like, you take two minutes to brush your teeth every morning and every night. Don't leave the water running. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's just common sense, but people still do it, and I don't understand why you would do that. <laughs> no, that's great. And also, when when you are washing dishes, there's no need to have the water on full blast. Exactly. You're rinsing. It's like a little drip. Then, since you... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we kind of like stopped pre-washing our dishes because we had to buy a new dishwasher because our old one finally like died it started sounding like an airplane like it was horrendous but anyway so we got a new dishwasher it's energy star and water wise rated those are two rating systems through the epa so when you're buying appliances of any kind that use water or energy look for those labels um but yeah, it has like amazing performance. I don't have to like scrape my plates or wash them in the sink anymore. I just throw them straight in the dishwasher. It's amazing. It works. Yes. I've so I've heard different things. I've heard that you actually save energy and water with a dishwasher, and then I've heard the opposite that hand washing can, can be more. So, what do you think, or what have you found is the most effective? Uh, as far as saving water, definitely just throwing them straight into the dishwasher. And uh, some of the, like, fancier dishwashers have these crazy, like, modes you can put them in to make sure they're, like, sparkling, sparkling clean. But I don't do it. I don't use that, like, setting because it will use more water and more energy to, to do that. Um, and it's not necessary. <laughs> it gets them clean enough just using, like, the regular setting. But... Um, yeah, I, I believe that, that it, now that the technology is what it is, I think putting them straight into the dishwasher actually uses less water and less energy. Um, unless of course you don't have a dishwasher, then obviously you have to do what you have to do, but. Je uh, Jennifer, I asked you a question. I wonder if it depends on the method used to wash dishes, because you know, how some people fill up a tub of water. Other people just um, wash each dish individually. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. 
I don't know very many people that just stick their dishes in like one tub because it gets dirty pretty quick. You know, they, I don't know. I guess it depends on how dirty your dishes are. <laughs> but yeah, obviously yeah. just using water is better than using all the electricity for your dishwasher perhaps. But yeah. Yeah. I, I have a dishwasher. It doesn't work and I've never bothered to get it fixed. So I do everything by hand and I just fill the sink with water halfway and then, you know, rinse little bit at a time so um i'm not like running it while i'm washing it and blah 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 but always kind of wondered a couple of guilty like should i get my dishwasher fixed so i can be a little thousands of dollars on a dishwasher <laughs> i don't know um i was going to ask jen since you talked about like being on a septic system and conserving water do you have you ever done any kind of gray water collection or um you know for your dishwater, your washing machine, or anything to use on plants or yards? Yeah, so when I bought the house, they had the um, laundry machine, like the washing machine, water, like separate from the septic tank. But when I had the new system put in, the septic tank, like inspector said that that's not allowed. So... I guess it depends on where you live and what the rules are and if they if they inspect you. But at least in our area, you get inspected three times a year on your septic system. And they don't, from what I understand, they don't allow that. <laughs> so I think it, it, unless maybe it's like attached to like a sprinkler system somehow and it can be like spread a little bit better. I don't, I'm going to have to look that up. But yeah, so I I don't do that anymore. But I do have a rainwater collection um, for the rainwater stuff. So it's not technically gray water, but um, but yeah, that is something to look into for sure. If you do, if you don't have a septic system, like anyone can direct that water from their washing machine into their garden, um, mm -hmm. and you can use drip irrigation or something like that. So. I'll have to look into that again. <laughs> that would be great for our next show. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know if there are any, like, uh, city or county restrictions on using rain barrels? I don't think that there are in our area, at least. But in yeah. some states where they have a lot of water problems, like maybe California or something, they might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they offer classes around here on how to collect your rainwater. So I think our area, it's, it's all pretty safe, but it's probably a city by city thing. Mm -hmm. so, I know um, that Harker Heights passed some ordinances to allow um, wind turbines in residential areas. Because uh, I don't think all cities have that. I know like solar panels aren't a problem, but I know that. Uh, wind turbines used to kind of be a question mark for a lot of people. So I know Harker Heights went ahead and passed an ordinance to allow it. And I'm sure there's some sort of like distance requirements and stuff, but you know, the yeah. smaller turbines that you can kind of like just put on your house. Oh, I was thinking that I just put one in my front yard. That, looks <laughs> that would be so awesome. Though. I've never even thought of installing a wind turbine on like my property that would be cool yeah there's different styles um 
I don't know if you drive on like 190, but on the right hand side, if you're like in Belton, Nolanville, like heading towards Colleen, there's a company right there on the side of the road. I guess it's technically in Nolanville. Um, he has a bunch of different types of small like wind turbines out there. Wow. So the next time you make that drive, take a look. <laughs> you can see like different models and stuff. Yeah. Are they installed in the ground or on your roof? Either one. Probably hmm. your roof would be easier. Well, that's another thing that a lot of people do to save money is install solar panels and get quote unquote free electricity or even sell it back to the grid. And, you know, they're also helping the planet, which is great, but <laughs> that's yes. a little expensive. That, that's a big investment and it takes a while to pay that off. Yeah. I, man, that's one thing that I would love to do, but like you said, it, it is a big upfront investment and uh, it's not possible right now, but maybe down the road. I yeah. know that there's two companies in our area. I think one is in Colleen and one is in Harker Heights, and they do the installation of solar panels. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's still like a 30% rebate, like federal rebate mm-hmm. available. And I also know that Encore provides incentive programs as well. So you can sometimes get um, some of that cost down that way. And I... I want to say some of these companies also offer like financing options. So you don't always have to have the money like right up front. Like you can pay it out over time. Um, so there's a lot of, this might be another topic to talk about <laughs> in a future episode. We'll get a guest speaker from one of those companies to talk about it perhaps, but absolutely. Yeah. The cool I think it is, is intimidating a lot to when people think about solar panels, like it's just like they can just see like thousands of dollars. Like, yeah. but I don't know that it necessarily needs to be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for mentioning that because I actually wasn't aware of the um, subsidies. And maybe, you know, if I were to do the math, it might actually be somewhat affordable after all. I think, like a lot of people, I just kind of had this assumption that it was out of my out of my range i actually am surprised at the number of rooftops that i see in like the land passes to temple region that actually has solar panels like i'm just like wow <laughs> i didn't know That's that people great. were doing that so it is yeah, something to look into in this area yeah especially if you're you know planning to live in your home for you know 10 to 15 years or more um it definitely would be worth it. And then when you try to resell the house, I think the value of the home goes up for sure. If I was a gajillionaire, I would just go around to like every homeowner in Phoenix, for example, that doesn't have solar panels on the roof and just offer to install them for free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so nice of you. I uh, think it's cool that in a lot of cities now where there's like enough of a grid that you can sell back some of your energy when you're on solar or they pay you because, you know, depending on the provider, like your house is kind of, I don't know, like a battery sometimes. And then you're not there. You can lend them your energy and you make money or you get free energy that way. So I don't know how much, how big that is in Texas, but 
know in a lot of cities that's becoming a thing. It's a smart cities thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how it it works with those companies here. Um, but yeah, we'll have them come on the show, and they can let us know. Talk about it. Did y'all have anything else uh, to talk about as far as ways people are green and don't realize it? Yes, one thing. Power strips. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what it is? And I think uh, one of you may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but about like, what is it called? Like vampire appliances or something? Vampire electronics. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, when you got them turned off, they're just sipping energy. So if you got them on a power strip that has an off switch, man, just flip them to off when you're not using them, and I guarantee you, you'll see a drop in your energy bill. Yep. So all of these events that we do around the area, like we had Geek Fest and we have the Harker Heights line and Brew Fest coming up. We have this little spin wheel trivia game that we play, and that's one of the topics is vampire electronics. And um, the trivia question is, you know, what appliance or electronic device uses the most electricity when it's turned off? And no one ever gets it right, and it's actually uh, your DVR player. So, you know, you turn the power button off to turn your TV off, but your DVR light is still on and it's recording shows or doing whatever it does and it pulls a ton of electricity. So, yeah. Kill those vampires. <laughs> um, looking at what else I've gotten in. So I put this out on social media to see what people do. Uh, wash all laundry with cold water. So that, that helps your clothes too. A lot of people do it just because it helps their clothes, but it also saves you energy for hot water. Um, dry laundry for 20 minutes and then hang dry. So, yeah, hang drying your clothes is a huge thing you can do to save energy if you're, you live in a place that you can do that. You know. Sometimes it rains or it's just not doable where you live, but... Um, Print on the second side of printed paper if it's something you don't need um, or if it's unimportant and you don't mind people seeing the other side. Uh, lots of little things that people are already doing and start doing that to make work. And I was going to mention um, going to like the farmer's market or when you buy produce from HEB or wherever you shop at the grocery store, look for um, fruits and vegetables that were grown in Texas. So that's a thing that a lot of people do already, but um, it's just something to think about. If you are buying local, that's less transportation than, you know, if you're buying mangoes from South America or something. <laughs> Can I ask you guys really quick, because you mentioned uh, Jennifer uh, recycling um, or using two sides of paper to print. So I'll ask you guys just very practically, how do you recycle or what is the best way to recycle loose pieces of paper? Because currently I put all my recyclables into a big bin that I just put, I 
take that bin to my local, you know, garbage company and toss it all into the dumpster or to the uh, recycle. But what about like loose pieces of paper and stuff? Is what's the best way to kind of compile that all together so that it it isn't just yeah. I want to make it easy for the recyclers to actually. Yeah, I mean, just just having the paper loose how it is is fine. So all of the recycle centers that our material is going to, whether you're in Salado or Fort Hood or whatever, they all go to a single stream facility. Um, so everything just kind of gets compiled together. And they have machines and people that separate it all. So, um, we, we tip it out. I mean, at least at Fort Hood, we just tell everyone to throw everything in the bin. You don't really have to do anything special, but, um, I suppose you could like crumble it up into a ball. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure, but yeah. yeah. Okay. And depending really on, I was going to say, depending on the type of paper, you could compost it, compost. Yeah, I mean, we typically recommend recycling first, but um, some, some like newspaper breaks down a little bit better than like your white like printer paper, for example. It's been less bleached and processed. Um, but I think the only issue we have with recycling paper is when people shred it. Um, that can really mess up some of the recycle center processes. So that would be the only thing I'd recommend you put in a bag. Um, but when you put it into your recycle, if your recycle center does accept shredded paper, which Fort Hood does, um, we tell everyone to put that in a plastic bag, but everything else we just recommend it being loose because again, it just goes through like a machine has like these conveyor belts. And so if you have a ton of plastic bags in the, your recycle, then those plastics get caught up in all the gears and all the machinery. So most recycle centers have an issue with plastic, like film plastic and plastic bags. So they typically don't accept those items in your recycle anyways, but for Fort Hood, at least we do we do want the shredded paper to be in a bag because then it just goes everywhere. So uh, maybe just don't shred if you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that um, thermal paper is not recyclable. Do you take that at Fort Hood? Like the, the seat paper that's, you know, been coated with that thermal layer or whatever? Um, I'm trying. Are you think like the cereal boxes kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. No, just like what receipts are printed on at uh, restaurants and some grocery stores. Some of it has a weird coating or something that isn't that can I, I haven't encountered that as an issue. Uh, I mean, I put it in our recycled bin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I can definitely ask and find out if that ends up going in the trash. I mean, a lot of people have good intentions and they pretty much put like as much as possible in recycling. Um, if they have a recycle bin, but it's always best to just double check with the company that it's going to, to see what they do and don't accept because a lot of times that stuff could just end up getting thrown in the trash, like straws, for example, (laughs) they're not recyclable. They end up getting thrown away. Anything else you guys have? Nope. Um, Chris, who couldn't make it tonight, sent a few ideas over. So mending clothes, um, 
obviously that prolongs the life of your your items and makes it or less in the landfill. Uh, making your own condiments, um, so things like salad dressing, ketchup, guacamole, salsa, sauce, um, and then borrowing anything. So obviously, if you don't need to purchase a big item that you're only going to use once, um, or even smaller items, you know, you can borrow from someone and um, but yeah, so all things that make your life a little more convenient and also help the planet. Um, if there's no other last minute addition. I have one. I have okay. one. <laughs> you just reminded me. So our dryer broke like three or four weeks ago. And we went to the laundromat in Harker Heights because I just had like tons of stuff to do. But Everyone around me was just like, buy a new dryer, like, don't mess with it, you know. Well, you I, forced, it? I forced my husband to fix the dryer. <laughs> so he's not a handyman, but, like, everything's on YouTube. So yeah. he just bought this little repair kit on um, Amazon. It was $40, and it has every possible component that could go, like, wrong in your model of your dryer. So if you don't, like, know what's wrong, you could replace everything. But, yeah, we borrowed a voltmeter from our friend, and you can, like, test the different components. Anyways, YouTube will walk you through it. But, yeah, 40 bucks, and it's back to, back to new, man. And this dryer is, like, 20 years old. <laughs> That's just, like... Yeah, so we're going to keep fixing things instead of buying new just because, you know, don't be lazy. It can be done. And it didn't take that much time. So. You saved hundreds of dollars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always so grateful to the people that make those YouTube videos, but then I think I would never make a video like this. Like, I'm just not that person. I also don't have that skill set, but I'm always so grateful. To the yes. Me too. I just took okay. advantage of one a couple days ago to replace a GFI outlet in our kitchen. So, nice. so yeah, that's all I got. My last one is uh, say no to straws. I know it seems like a small thing, but if you don't need a straw or if you can carry your own, you absolutely have to have one. Um, but, you know, straws are not necessary for everyone. So, yeah, it's an easy thing to do. Just say no straw when you order your drink, and then they'll still try to give you one, but you have to give it back and eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not getting blacklisted at restaurants around town. <laughs> right? Like, oh, it's that girl. I'm polite about it. I'm just like, water, no straw. And then when they hand it to me, I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I also bring my own, so I whip, whip it out dramatically. Um <laughs> But yeah, bringing flatware and uh, straws and even cloth napkins, reusable containers, all that stuff. Um, so, Catherine, did you have anything else before we move on? No, I think I'm all tapped out. All right. Well, um, this is the part of the show that we call the Green Life Hack. So uh, we all come with either a product or an idea or some kind of new thing that we've learned about in the last month um, or that we've been doing that we just love and share it with you guys. Um, so for my green life hack today, and we've kind of talked about this, I have a mesh produce bag, which currently still has some leaves from something attached to it. 
Um, but I bring these into the, the grocery store for my produce, so I don't have to use plastic. And they're sturdy. If they get dirty, you can throw them in the wash. Um, they can breathe, obviously, because there's holes in them. Lots of people um, can make their own, too, out of old T-shirts or, you know, just fabric. Um, but, yeah, so you're, I'm starting to see these more and more. It's possibly a little annoying for the cashier because they have to, like, open it up to see the sticker. But that's my green life hack for this month. Who would like to go next? I got one. So I used to um, get really annoyed with all of my reusable bags in the back of my trunk because they were just like not folding right and they would take up all this space. So again, another product. (laughs) Can you see that? Okay. So yeah. Bag pods. Uh, so it has this little zipper and it has a little open end on it and it even has like a little hook thing and inside it has um, five of these like reusable bags nice. that just kind of like scrunch up in there and they're pretty much the same size as like a plastic, you know, like the plastic bags you can get from the grocery store. So I love this. Like it just makes less stuff I have to carry in in addition to my glass mason jars. <laughs> That's so. so much more convenient than hauling like oh. flat ones, yeah. And it's- yeah, and I, th- I think just that's a great example of, um, you know, finding a way to kind of incorporate a, a green hack, if you will, into your life, but doing it in such a way that is practical and it doesn't, like, drive you crazy every time you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, that's awesome. Mine is a uh, pause valve, I think it's called. Shower pause valve, uh, flow control valve, volume control valve. I've seen them called different things, but I bought two. Well, I bought one for our shower, and it's awesome. It's like four something at Home Depot, about the same price as the aerator. But it allows you to um, almost entirely stop the flow of water in your shower head. So that when you're taking a shower and you don't need water coming out, like for example, if you're lathering your hair, um, you just press a little button and the water slows to a trickle. And so like I was trying to think in my head how much water that would save. I mean, I don't know in terms of like by volume, but just percentage. So let's say it, you know, when I shampoo my hair, that's maybe, I don't know, 20 to 25% of the time that I'm in the shower. So if there's virtually no water coming out of the shower head during that time, that's, you know, 20 to 25% of the water that I would otherwise use that I'm not using. So, and it's super simple to install, just like the aerators, you just, um, thread them onto the um, pipe coming out of the wall and then you thread the shower head onto the valve that you just put on the pipe and that's it then you got yourself a pause control valve it's pretty cool I like it yeah I didn't even know that was a thing see this is why we do this (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, um, thank you guys for joining us today. So our next episode is going to be about water conservation. And we've touched on a lot of that already, I think, in this show, but we'll come with um, even more tips and also why it's important to conserve water, um, what it means, that kind of stuff. Um, so we're going to be talking about water probably the next couple of episodes, different um, subjects, but conservation is our next one. And um, with that, uh, where can we find you guys online? If anywhere. Some of us are mysterious and not online. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Other than this show. Correct. Uh, so, Stefan, I know you're you don't exist on the internet other than in, in a, enigma as an enigma. That's right. Yeah, I may not even <laughs> exist at all. For, for all right. you know, he's a robot. <laughs> uh, Jen, how, how can we find you online? Um, you can go to sentexsustains.org. And we have a comment section and it goes straight to me. Awesome. And I can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hets Gonna Be Me. <laughs> That's my last name, Hets. Um, and of course on uh, Epically Geeky, Marginally Geeky, and Sustainably Geeky. Um, you can find our show on the Epically Geeky website and Facebook page, um, also on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. So if you're listening on any of those, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and share us with your friends. Um, definitely send us topic ideas or give us your input. Um, since we are a new show, we'd love to hear from you. And with that, I think that's our show for tonight. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 